Achieving success in content creation. How hard is it to make it as a streamer or a content creator? Depends on your definition of make it. In this world, the higher that you want to go, the luckier that you need to be. That you just need to be in the right place, right time. Because like everyone at any time is doing their best to attempt to predict the future, given the information that they have available at the time. What information you have available to you at the time is not something that you ultimately decide. It's dependent upon your environment. It is entirely possible for you to have all the correct information, do all the correct things and still fail. While another person do all the wrong things and just coincidentally, due to the unknown nature of the future, happen to succeed. It's an annoying aspect of life that those who potentially prepare the most, do the most, uh, are potentially the most deserving, are not always those who succeed. But certainly those attributes are correlated with a success. A person who tries to prepare, tries to learn more, tries to uh, look for ways to succeed and actively pursues that, obviously has a higher chance of success than a person who does none of those things. But it just doesn't guarantee success. So how hard is it to succeed is in part dependent upon these variables that are not all things that you can necessarily influence or control, or even if you could influence or control them, you won't necessarily know in what way you should change them. Like right now, there are things that you could do to be successful online in two weeks. You have no idea what those are. I have no idea what those are. But there's someone out there who will coincidentally do those things, and two weeks from now, there's gonna be someone else who's successful online. Either coincidentally, or just happen to have the information that makes that path known to them, you know? If you look at my success, whether I would have been successful had I not speed ran GTA 5 is certainly very debatable, given how few pathways to success they, uh, they technically are. I just happened to see a dude playing GTA 5 and speedrunning it, and so I started doing it. I just happened to uh, be around when Friendly Baron started making content on YouTube and became successful with it, and then inspired me to start making content on YouTube myself. These two instances were the most crucial in the success that I see today. At least the type of success I have. Certainly I could have been successful in some other way. It's impossible to say. But if these two events didn't happen, I would not have been successful in the way that I am. I can point to dozens of other things that I coincidentally did or that happened to be available to me in my environment. But these two things, obviously, without them, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today in, with the success that I'm doing today. But even then, like, you can look at my level of success and I have people all the time tell me, Man, who the fuck are you, man? You're just a, a, you're, you're a tiny content, content creator, man. Because people look at XQC or whatever with 130,000 viewers playing slots, and they're like, man, that's what a success is. Everyone has different ideas of what success is. And maybe you aren't even referencing my level of success. Maybe you're, you're thinking, how can I become a billionaire? How can I become Jeff Bezos? And the uh, pathways to that are even smaller. And the amount of variables that just coincidentally have to be in your favor are even larger. Hoping for these things to fall into your lap is obviously... Uh, unwise. This conversation, this this ramble that I'm giving you right now, isn't something that you control. It isn't something that you knew was going to be here, that you could have determined to be here necessarily, because you couldn't necessarily know whether I was going to speak like this. But this conversation could potentially inspire you to do something that leads to your success. It's weird, because when I have those little rambles, I'm always, I'm always so doom and gloom when it comes to success due to my awareness of how many things in a person's life they don't directly control. <laughs> but I always try to throw in a little bit of like, man, at least try, man. If you if you want to succeed, you've got to at least try. Even if the odds are stacked against you, even if the system isn't, uh, isn't fair, just complaining about it isn't going to change that. If you want it, you have to go for it. 
They're immediately saying that I want to say, but obviously the amount of people who can reasonably throw their all at trying to succeed in everything is quite small because a lot of people have responsibilities and dependencies and don't necessarily exist in a stable circumstance already. So throwing away their current little bit of stability they have in some risk to be achieve a greater level of success is potentially unwise. <laughs> you know, like, it's the, the world is not fair. Everyone doesn't have equal chance of success. You just got to hope that uh, well-meaning, kind people succeed, so they can at least benefit those around them, and not necessarily work to their detriment. Yeah, the interesting thing about being a content creator is that the pathway to success is very different depending upon what you want to do and who's doing it right. It isn't like a, a career where you, you go to this school, to this school, you get this credential, you apply at this place, you get this job. Everyone has their own little story of how they got to where they were, and they're all very different. There are very few content creators where, especially those who started in the very beginning where it wasn't necessarily an obvious path to success, maybe even before they started before money was even possible to, to get. Everyone has their interesting story, you know? It's why these videos of the rise and fall of particular content creators, they do very well on YouTube. Because always weird stories. I am of course nowhere near big enough of a content creator for anyone to ever bother making such a story about me. But I sometimes do reflect on the history that I'm um, leaving behind. It makes me want to, a lot of the time, take the time to explain myself and why I do the things that I do, what motivates what I do. Especially when I'm believed to have done wrong. But over time of being a content creator, you realize it's just a fool's errand. No one listens, no one really cares. The consequences of my no damage runs on my content. Has no damage had an overall positive effect on my career? No. It's a common misconception, right? Doing no damage runs is a lot harder for me than just doing standard speed runs. And my speed running content, even today, I haven't made any in like a year. It is still really popular. I could have made far more videos, far easier, far faster, with a greater level of variety, had I never started no damage. It's just no one could have predicted that I would so quickly get to one damage and be so many times cheated from succeeding. The amount of ways that I've learned that the game can break to prevent my success, I couldn't have predicted this, no one could have, in a thousand years. At any point in time, over the last six months, I could have got lucky once and succeeded. Instead, I've now released 28 episodes in a series that was stale, like 15 episodes in. Certainly new things happen. I make jokes that are slightly different, but there's only so many jokes you can make when you're doing one particular thing every single fucking day for a year and a half. Speedrunning, even it's just speedrunning the same game, especially a game like this that has a lot of randomness in it, has a lot more potential to be chaotic and for weird things to happen and whatnot because you're going so fast and stuff, you know? I have missed out presenting all these cool new strategies found in speedrunning by dozens upon dozens of people. That, that content would be more interesting than the handful of strategies that have been found in this run because it's so few people looking into it, you know? It's like, there was, there was, what I'm saying is there was no advantage that this series had over my normal content. It's not bad content. It hasn't killed my channel or something. It's just by comparison to the other content I could have made, it's very underwhelming. I sacrificed so much just trying to finish this goddamn run. I would have much rather had finished it months ago when I got so close and then made strategies to make it so I couldn't fail in that way anymore. 
and <laughs> still haven't succeeded. It's not a matter of stress, man. No amount of taking breaks is going to solve this for me. Do I think I'm mind blocked? The no damage run? I don't know what you mean. How long ago was it? A week when I was literally on the last run and I shot two guys in the head and no, neither of them died, so I failed. Like I mean, it's just, it's just not fair. The last run, literally the game deletes a guy off the map. How is anyone going to know that? How, how is anyone going to know that one particular guy is able to survive being deleted, but his his dot still gets deleted off the map? How can anyone possibly know that? Of course, no one else is going to be affected by this shit, but I am, because I'm the least lucky person alive. You can't straight around that? You can, you just have to know it. The last six months have just been me doing a run, finding a new way that the game could screw me, making a strat so it can no longer happen, and just starting again. It's harsh knowing that you do everything right and still don't succeed. Occasionally do make mistakes, but I mean, that's life in general. In life, you can do everything perfectly and fail. And other people can do everything wrong and succeed. That is just life. And nothing's ever going to change that. Now, I don't know how many attempts I have. We'll find out when I do. I'm done, I suppose, because you'll be able to look back in the, in the run. Do you think after some time of failing, you'll just give up on Oko? No. I will do this until I succeed. It's not today, it's not tomorrow, it's not a year from now. I will do it until I succeed. I mean, for fuck's sakes, I've gotten so close so many fucking times. Knowing how things go, you'll finally finish Oko and be shocked you did. I'm always shocked when good things happen. <laughs> what if the mod influences all missions instead of just Simeon? See, the mod doesn't influence Simeon. It's just because of what the mod does. Simeon acts towards you in a different way. Like, like so Simeon isn't being influenced. He's do, he does exactly what he always does. It's just the circumstances that I find myself in are different. It is entirely possible that having one HP in different situations changes something about the game. I have detected no such thing. It's possible. It's possible that different versions of the game or different graphic settings influence other parts of the game. I have no way of knowing this. I've not done the experimentation. At the end of the day, this is now the run. And I will beat the run as it is. If, if I found out tomorrow that having one HP the entire time makes this 10 times harder, I will still finish it in this way. If you told me tomorrow that having lower graphics things makes the enemy shoot less, I'll probably still continue it exactly as I'm doing it right now. I have practiced all the later missions dozens of times, my dude. Dedicating additional, you know, additional, you know, five plus hours to a dead run is obviously not a practical use of time. I have endless other things I should be doing. Right now, doing Oko runs is technically the least important thing I should be doing. No, the least important thing will be playing Slay the Spire. Above Slay the Spire is these runs. I'm behind in so much content, other responsibilities and whatnot. The only reason I'm doing this is for that tiny slim chance that it will finally be over. I have put off so many different things, so many different projects to complete this. And every, that's why every single time it is soul crushing when I fail. Because I know that six plus hours or whatever that I should have spent on something else, I will not get back. And with every fail, it becomes harder and harder to justify why the fuck I'm doing this. What parts are the most hard for me? No, there is no part in the game that is hard. Every single part in this game, 99% of the time, I will do without taking damage. Individually, if you wanted to offer me $100 to 10 grand, then I can do a mission without taking damage. I'd take that bet in a heartbeat easiest hundred bucks I've ever made. But doing a whole run, knowing that the game could cheat me at any fucking moment, there's not a bet I would take. Oh, I know, this, I know this isn't impossible. It's just a matter of spending enough time, doing enough runs. I just need to finish it. No one cares how good it is, but yourself, I know.
I know. It is unfortunate I'm lowering my standards because success isn't what matter what matters. It's how good the run is. But this isn't speedrunning, so that's not true. You know, I I still come from a speedrunning background, so I do think of things that way. You know, where every small mistake actually matters. Adding known characters to a movie script. Opinion on Kylo Ren? Effectively everything from every new Star Wars movie has been, at best, okay. They are the least impressive movies of all time, yet they have made a staggering amount of money. The Mandalorian isn't a Star Wars movie. And Solo I wouldn't even think of as a Star Wars movie. Solo is just a heist movie. It would not surprise me if Solo was just a heist movie that was written and then someone was like, hey, what if we just put Star Wars on this and then pe more people watch it? And so they did. I mean, people said that about, what's that, uh, Corella? Co Co uh, that new movie that came out from uh, Disney? It just seems like another movie that was written and then Disney was like, yeah, we could just put like an already existing Disney character on it and so more people watch it. Let's go, you know? Like, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if every single time a movie was pitched and someone was like, yeah, this is a great script. How can we add an already existence character into this? Okay, so the guy's wife has just been murdered. Okay, it's a revenge story. Oh, this is a great script. Can it be about Iron Man? Do we still have the rights to Robin Hood? Can we set this just uh, with Robin Hood or something? Dracula, Dracula is in the public domain. A lot of movies would be better with him in it. Make a law that every single movie has to have Dracula in it for at least 10% of it. <laughs> Pretty much every Die Hard movie we wasn't written can. as a Die Hard movie, so it's a common practice in the industry. Yeah. An already existence franchise or property or character or whatever that people already know about uh, means that you have to spend uh, less money on advertising. And given that you already have evidence of that particular property working once before, it increases the likelihood that it will work again. You liked that first thing that we did that one time. Here is that thing again, but different. <gasps> wow, I like that first thing, and this is that first thing, but but different in some way. I'm 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 going to see the, that that thing. That's it's great. What's this a new thing? I don't know if I'm going to like this thing. I never heard of this thing before. I don't like new things. I'm going to go rewatch that movie I watched before. Internet armchair psychologist. Do I suffer imposter syndrome? Yes, but if you read the internet, I have the biggest ego of any person alive. Just be aware guys, the psychoanalysis of armchair psychologists on the internet is very, very rarely accurate. People do not know fucking dick. What they believe about other people's psychology is just dependent upon what they want it, want it to be. It's just writing themselves narratives that make, themse that make themselves feel good. That's it. That's why I try not to do it. Even though I have a psych degree, which doesn't really mean fucking anything. Where did podcast get its name? It's weird how podcast got their name. How did podcast get their name? I assumed it was just like a pod, like a small space or whatever where people meet and you're casting to the internet, right? It's broadcast and iPod? Really? God damn. How to deal with burnout from video games. Do you have any tips for when you're burnt out on video games on how to make it fun again? Find a different game or find a different hobby or find a game that you used to love from your, your childhood or something and replay it. What you can do in gaming is so diverse. I mean, fine. invest in VR if you have the money or something, you know? You don't have to like video games. 
You don't have to, but don't you feel like if you didn't like games, you wouldn't know how to spend your free time? But I like other things. I like streaming, editing, making videos and whatnot. Audiobooks, books. I'd probably exercise far more. I mean, for real, like if you, if I had to lose one type of media, if I didn't earn a living through gaming, it'd probably be the one that I would ditch. Oh, nah, it'd probably be movies. Movies and then gaming. I'm not sure how I could live without good TV shows. Like I, good TV shows, good books, you know. I like good stories. Do I diet and exercise? Am I into fitness? No, not at all. Discovering that I could simply do less in the sense of eating less and lose weight. Ah, that was great. Finding out that all I had to do was eat one meal and then just not eat and I could lose weight. I'm like, yeah, you beauty. You, are you saying I can do less things and lose weight? Fuck yeah. But you have to give up eating. Yeah, man, grace. I always thought I would have to start counting calories or doing particular exercises and have a restrict schedule. It's like, no, nah, just do less things. Free, get myself a little bit more free time and lose weight. Certainly, for a while there, it was kind of annoying going to bed hungry and uh, fighting my brain as it tries to convince me that I just need to eat another food, like meal or something. And certainly, I have uh, cheated twice, in part because of outside stresses. I should be consistently below 80 kilos soon, and that would be good. If I can get back to being 75 kilos, being like my old high school weight, that'd be fucking fantastic. Does Michael get shot during prologue? Does Michael actually get shot or does he pretend? Uh, someone told me on the 360 version it's actually a little bit clearer because of the uh, more simplified graphics. I mean, he really, like, the, a bullet doesn't go inside of him. How about that? Whether the game wants to pretend he was wearing a thick enough body armor or maybe it was he was using a different bullet that uh, doesn't penetrate as much or, or something, who knows? Is a streamer dating a viewer inherently abusive? What is your opinion on the power dynamic between streamers who date their viewers? If you like a person's content, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're like a fanatic in regards to them or something. I know of people whose content that I enjoy, it, it doesn't mean necessarily that I have power, that, that they would have power over me if I were to date them. It is certainly possible for a person to be somewhat fanatical and for a person to abuse that in a relationship, know that a person is like, you know, really into them as a content creator and so potentially will be manipulated to do things that they wouldn't otherwise do. But that's a risk in such a relationship, not a guarantee. Like, could you imagine dating a person who didn't, to some degree, like what you do? Like, what does it, does a content creator for the rest of time only have to find people specifically who just hate their, hate what they love to do? It doesn't seem fair. As I say, all viewers are not the same. There is certainly a particular class of viewer who is obsessive that dating them would be you potentially abusing something or giving you power over them to manipulate them because of the status that you have in their head or whatever. But that isn't all such situations, you know? I think a lot of the problems come from that most of these relationships that end up becoming very, very public are those that involve minors or are abusive in that there's other reasons that demonstrate that these relationships were abusive. The relationships that are just normal relationships where a person likes 
what another person makes and they go on dates and like each other, that shit doesn't hit headlines because it's just normal stuff. It's two consenting adults who meet over their mutual appreciation of a particular thing. Although it can often also depend upon the context of uh, how the meeting takes place. But what I mean, is, well, all I'm saying is a situation where potential abuse can occur does not mean abuse always occurs, right? I've never liked the idea of dating one of my viewers. But I suppose it would depend upon the context in which we meet or their particular personality or something or... I don't know. It's just something I never saw myself doing. Ryan Reynolds is the perfect guy. If I need to go on a same-sex date, who would it be? Obviously Ryan Reynolds. It's basically a meme at this point. <laughs> I mean, no, it is a meme. Like, it's funny. For the longest time I said that um, I think the perfect guy is Ryan Reynolds. And then I think that later became a meme where other people started saying that. Maybe I started that meme. He just seems like such a down-to-earth, nice guy. He's, he's funny and caring and talented. Ryan Reynolds is the guy that all guys want to be. <laughs> is it bad to know, to not know who Ryan Reynolds is? So Ryan Reynolds, um, two guys, a girl in a pizza place, Van Wilder, um, Buried, which wasn't a very good movie. He was, um, Deadpool, you probably know him as Deadpool. Both renditions of him. Uh, he was Green Lantern. I, I think Deadpool is his biggest role. Like, in the comics, Deadpool was described as, like, Ryan Reynolds as if he was a superhero. And Ryan Reynolds, from, from reading this, like, this has to happen one day, and he got it to happen. Oh, he was Pikachu, true, true. The proposal. Was it Waiting, the movie? He's been a lot of stuff. He's just, he's just known as the attractive nice funny guy like if google him he has the classic handsome guy look you're pretty sure ryan reynolds was in witness protection probably man so i'd go on a date with pikachu in other words it depends is pikachu the only pokemon that exists and people acknowledge that he exists then if that is the case then yeah i'd go out on a date with pikachu because the media attention would be insane Twitch streamer goes out on a date with THE Pikachu. That's right, I would use Pikachu to get ahead in my career. I ain't above that shit. <laughs> Besides, man, if I happen to get uh, accosted by people who want to challenge me to a fight, then Pikachu's got that shit, you know? <laughs> Your wedding vows will include you saying, Pikachu, I choose you. God damn, dude. Am I a big streamer? Do I count myself as a big streamer? So, the word big, unless you specifically define it within a particular range, like you, you set up some sort of measure, uh, it's just a relative thing. There's always a bigger fish, or multiple big fish. So if you compare me to them, I am tiny. Oh my god, am I tiny. It's like, you know, uh, I, I buy had 1.5 million viewers, like a couple of days ago, whatever. I'm sitting here with a few thousand, whatever. I mean, it's just so tiny. But then you compare me to the overwhelming vast majority of content creators. This is like, or anyone who's even tried to become one. It's like, well, clearly I'm big, you know. But it's just, I am not a household name. I am not mon monstrously large. Like, if I stop making content tomorrow, people will forget about me effectively instantly. My future is far from secure in that it's not like I can just leave for a year and expect to come back or whatever. I'm, I'm comfortably big. I sometimes feel small when I compare myself to those above me, and I sometimes feel large when I compare myself to those below me. Just relative in numbers, I'm not saying in terms of like, 
Oh, it's, it's, it's a joke that Ludwig says, you know, bigger number, better person. That's obviously not true. Have I already made enough money to live the rest of my life? Honestly, would you have enough money to live the rest of your life comfortable but not luxurious without working again when you stop with YouTube and Twitch tomorrow? Tomorrow, no. Not a chance. But that is in parts because of where I live. In the sense that, like, I'm sure with the amount of money that I have, if I moved somewhere in the middle of nowhere and uh, gave up... I mean, well, effectively anyone, I suppose, could go live in the forest somewhere with the amount of money that they have or whatever. But it's just a, a significant barrier to me having enough money to live the rest of my life is the country that I live in. Um, and the cost of living being what it is. I'd be hard-pressed living in any reasonably developed country with the amount of money that I have for the rest of my life. Especially given inflation and whatnot. If I gave up canned Pepsi, oh yeah, okay, then if I gave up canned Pepsi and I went back to bottled Pepsi, then yeah, maybe I could live the rest of my life. <laughs> That's a sacrifice I'm not willing to make. You guys gotta keep in mind, uh, I haven't been successful for very long, and uh, there's constantly evidence that my success will wane, and that my career is not necessarily uh, infinite, you know. Or rather, that I'm not going to be the one who decides to end my career. It's that my career will uh, end itself. It ultimately depends. It's very hard to predict the future and to see what's coming. And there are certainly things after the fact that you didn't know in the beginning that you wish you could have predicted or that you knew in the beginning. You know, I, like, I don't know what I need to know to be successful in the future. But I will know that in the future and I'll be kicking myself for not knowing it now. Imagine I had proper internet from the start rather than 800 bitrate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a struggle in the early days. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.